0: This teaching aired on December 9, 2020, as a part of our Friends of Lifeline series. The teacher is Kirk Behrens, the Assistant Pastor and Director of Outreach at Berkeley Hills. Let's give it a listen. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Kirk here and I used to work in Lifeline for like five years. And that means that some of you know me well and I really wish I could be with you right now and some of you have no idea who I am. But that's okay. We're going to hang out for a little bit tonight and talk uh, about our next thing that we're going to focus on in Lifeline and something that you and your groups can talk about together and I hope has an impact on your year this year. And what a year it's been, right? Seriously, Uh, I'm actually tired of seeing 2020 memes i'm like over it like if 2020 was a year like uh i know it's a kind of a steaming pile of garbage but it's okay um and 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 while i say that i totally acknowledge that there are introverts out there and you're like uh that's like the best thing ever you like invented a new form of electricity somehow you grew like five inches and you're like loving life right now uh best thing ever Uh, We're all over the place, but it's definitely been nuts, right? Would you not agree that this year has been nuts? And so I have this question for us, like, what happens to our faith in a year like that? Like, what do we do um, as far as growth when a year like 2020 happens, when we find ourselves in like uncharted areas and like, we don't know what's coming and what's going and where we're at, um, what could it be like And Um, I, I have a question for you. Like, what if this like totally nuts world we find ourselves in and this year we find ourselves in could be the year where your faith actually grew the most? What if this was the year, not that your faith tried to survive or that your faith struggled or got weak or distant, but what if this was the year where your faith could grow the most? It's not preposterous for me to say that, honestly. Because there have been lots of people in history, and even myself at times in my life, where in adverse situations, in nuts kind of environments, like people's faith grew a lot. Where their faith actually flourished and they actually could look back and go like, wow, during that crazy time, my faith grew the most. What if this year, was the year where your faith could actually grow the most? Uh, you guys know what like full send means, right? To send it, to fully send it. Uh, fully sending it means like you just go for it, no matter what. Full sending it is not for scrolling social media or reading a book. No one, that's not what they're talking about. Sending it is when you're in a, a iffy situation where things could go one way or the other, and. You're not sure what it's like, and just when you think maybe I should hit the brake here, you hit the gas. You pin the gas to the floor. That's full send. Full send is like, uh, it could be tragic, but it also could be magic, and I'm going to go for it here. And I can't think of a better time to talk about fully sending it than right now, right? Like, what's more like, we don't know which way this is going, we don't know how this is going, but... We're going to fully send it. And uh, I'm talking, of course, specifically about our faith. And what if this is the year where you could fully send it with your faith this year? And so I want to talk to you about how some people in the past have done that and what that could mean for your life specifically. Not just some idea out here, but like how your life could actually maybe grow, your faith could grow the most this year. And in the Bible, there is a whole chapter that's like, the Hall of Fame of Faith. It's literally like a collection of some of the greatest hits, uh, the greatest stories in the Bible of faith. And, and how they found people in the Bible, like these, these like Hall of Famers, found themselves in these iffy situations where it could go this way or that way. And because of their faith, they sent it. And they're in this hall of fame chapter the chapter is hebrews 11 and i'm not going to read it for you but it's literally like a list of all these uh famous people in the bible and like they're in this like situation where it could be magic it could be tragic and they're in this because it turned out magic it was it was actually like a great story uh stories that you're probably familiar with like noah and literally in hebrews 11 it says like by faith Noah built a giant ark and they think it took him like years and years to build it when there'd never been rain that was anything like what was coming. And, and all these people laughing at him and, and he didn't know. Definitely fully sending it to build an ark on dry land uh, based on something God told you. But he did it. And we all know how that turned out. We're all here because of it. Uh, and, and that is the story of Noah sending it. And he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in this chapter in Hebrews that lists all these people like this Hall of Fame thing. And uh, it's this, he's in the list. But it's, it's not just like this is a list of like randos and messed up people too that found themselves in situations and they sent it and they're in the Hall of Fame too. We have like Rahab. She was a prostitute, and she helped the nation of Israel when they were uh, in, in a struggle, and God used her in this tough situation where her city was under attack, and she was, had to rescue some people, and uh, she sent it, and she was nobody famous before then. But here we have her in the Hall of Fame. Her faith, and her story, and the whole thing just became something amazing in the middle of an uncertain and crazy time. So... At the end of this chapter in Hebrews, where they're like telling all this all-stars and Hall of Fame stories, is chapter 12. And chapter 12 starts out like this. It's connected to chapter 11. It says this, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, all those Hall of Famers, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. It basically says, like, since you have this great legacy, these stories, this hall of fame here, let's get encouragement from them and let's do the same thing, okay? And it lists a couple things to do in order to do that. This is like the full send verse. Like, we're going to go and run with Jesus here. Uh, But how do we do that? It says two things. It says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run. And I want to focus on that first part. I want to focus on that first part where it says the stuff that hinders, everything that hinders, and the things that so easily entangle. Because if I've learned one thing, it's if I'm going to fully send it ever in any situation, I don't need extra stuff weighing me down. Uh, there's like this trend right now in like action sports where I see like snowboarders and they got these giant backpacks on and I, it's really confusing for me. Uh, maybe it looks cool, but like, I don't know how you're like hucking it off a giant, uh, hit a, a giant, um, Uh, jump and and like you got a backpack on. It just seems weird. I would not want a backpack on while I was doing that. But um, I'm actually looking like, I don't go running with extra weight and uh, work boots on. Like I'm looking to be as like free and movable as possible. And that's what this verse is saying. Like let's get rid of anything that's going to slow us down and hinder us. But oftentimes we do have things we're holding on to that hinder us. And I was actually uh, preparing to do this teaching for the students that I get to spend time with now at the church I'm at now. And I was headed to the church in the middle of a Sunday afternoon, and I was actually planning this teaching. And I had an illustration, and the illustration was, I thought, pretty good, but it was kind of abstract, and I had to like explain it and refer to it, and it's from history and stuff. And uh, I'm pulling up to the parking lot, that very day, and I see in the field something that catches my eye. And it didn't look like uh, something I see very often. It looked like a large bird in the middle of this field. In fact, I'm going to throw the video up here and show you what I saw when I pulled up. That is a red-tailed hawk in the middle of the field, which I think hawks are pretty cool. And so it caught my attention. And I decided to hop out of my car and turn my phone on and see how close I could get to this hawk. He's just in the middle of the field. I've never been that close to a hawk. And so I'm walking towards this hawk and I'm like, he's not moving. He's not moving. And then as I get a certain distance from him, he decides to get away from me. And that's when I realized why he hadn't been moving and why he doesn't get away from me that fast. And as you can see, he's flying away, he or she, I don't know is flying away with a squirrel. Now, the squirrel's already dead. Don't freak out. I don't think we see any blood or anything, and this is nothing different than you're gonna see on Animal Planet or whatever. Uh, It's nature, and I'm sorry for the squirrel. I'm a squirrel lover too, kind of, maybe, a little. But either way, uh, it's nature. He's gotta survive, he or she. So, he takes off, and uh, you can see that he can't fly very well, but I I keyed so I'm like, well, let's see how close I can get. So I go a little closer, as you can see. And that's where I realize, and I actually realized this while I was filming, I may be getting the best illustration for this ever. Watch this hawk um, as he tries to get away from me, but he is unwilling to let go of the thing that he's caught. I literally got so close to this hawk that I could have reached out and slapped it. <laughs> I was that close to a red tail hawk. I've never been this close to a real wild red tailed hawk. And now, as you see, he jumps up, and actually, the squirrel gets, the dead squirrel gets tangled in the brush. But that hawk is so obsessed with keeping what it caught that it will, it, I could kill that hawk. Like, I, I, it doesn't know. As far as that hawk knows, I've never been close to a hawk. They think we're gonna kill him. Like, it, it's fending for its life, but it's unwilling to let go of that squirrel, that food that it has, to the point that I could have killed it. That was just like the most clear illustration to me. I feel like God just like gave it to me. Like such a great illustration of how stuff that hinders us or entangles us can keep us from fully sending it. That hawk endangered its own life for the thing it wouldn't let go of. Isn't that crazy? And then I thought about, we do the same thing sometimes. We literally do the same thing sometimes. Sometimes the only thing holding us back from fully sending or following Jesus where he's calling us or wants us to go is the stuff that we either hold on to or the stuff that's got us, that's got a hold of us. Stuff that hinders or the sin which so easily entangles. And so that's the question I really have for you tonight or today, or whenever you're watching this, the question I have for you is this. What are you maybe holding on to, or what has got you, that's going to keep you this year from fully sending it with Jesus? It's an important question to ask ourselves. And at any given time, I think there's always some things on the list for me. Like, it's not like, is there? It's like, what is it? And I want to make an important note here. I think there's two things here listed because there's kind of two categories things that hinder us and then things that the sin that entangles i want to focus on that first thing a little bit a second the things that hinder us they're not always bad things that's the crazy thing these aren't always bad things the 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 squirrel wasn't a bad thing for the hawk it's his dinner but if it meant his life if it cost him his life that's not a good thing what is what is it maybe in your life That is hindering you from following Jesus. Maybe your own dream that you know isn't God's dream and you need to let go of that and follow him for what he has for you. Maybe it's a relationship and you couldn't point at that relationship and go it's clearly bad here but you know it's holding you back from sending it. Maybe it's I don't know what. A good thing that's just hindering you in your own own life. So I'm gonna ask you that first. What might be in that category? The second thing I want to ask is this. It says the sin which so easily entangles. And this is where we got to get real with ourselves and look at the things which are clearly outside of what God has for us, being sin. And 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 sin just has that ability, doesn't it, to entangle us, just like that squirrel in the branches and the can't get free. Like it it kind of it kind of grabs onto us. And so I wanna ask you this. Is there sin in your life? That is entangled you to, to have a year. Hey, it happens to everybody. The question is, are you going to do something about it so that this year can be the year where your faith grows the most? What are you going to do about it? And so that's really where I, where I want to land. What I want to ask you as we finish up in this hangout time together, is uh, what? is the thing you either need to let go of or cut loose in order to fully send it with Jesus this year. And my guess is you know the things that are at the top of that list already. So the challenge is this, is not so much figuring it out because my guess is you know, uh, it's taking the step to actually let go or cutting that loose. And so that's where this whole thing goes from like, Something that's a good thing to talk about to something that can actually make a difference in our life. And oftentimes, we find ourselves in these places where, like, literally what you do right now will determine this year for your spiritual faith. Like, at least have some play in it. What you do right now, not tomorrow, not later today, right now. And so, are you going to make a decision to have that conversation, to talk to your small group leader, to talk to your small group, about the thing you know is hindering you or entangling you. Send a text right now if you just need to have a conversation with a person. Do it. Like, not after the video is done. Like, right now. Just say, hey, can we talk? I'd love to talk. Do you see what I'm trying to, like, set you free to? To this fully running free thing? That's that's what we're talking about here. Uh, I just, personal story. Um I, I recently had to do this. Uh, I have to do this all the time. I have to do a check and do this all the time. But I had to do this with my phone. I'm like, sometimes my phone is the thing. It's not bad in and of itself. But it's the thing that hinders me the most. Uh, I was convicted that um, I have three big dogs, right? And so I have this like, invisible fence in my yard. And I put a wire in the ground that like, defines where those dogs can go. And so they can't run out in the front yard and chase people that walk by our house. They can only go in certain parts of our yard. What I decided to do was do a boundary like that with my phone and to draw some lines and say, this is where my phone can go and this is where my phone can't go. It can't come into the room with me when I'm having my quiet time and my devotion time with God. It's too distracting. It's just there buzzing or like calling out to me and I often find myself scrolling and catching up. Like I said, not even bad stuff, just just like, it's invading, it's hindering me in that time I'm supposed to have with God. That's a practical example from my own life. So I just um, wanted to let you know this is something that I am trying to do all the time as well. And I'm asking you guys to join me because I know what's on the other side. The other side of that is a year fully sent to Jesus. And this could be the year where your faith grows the most, I trust that it will for many of you in the midst of this chaos. Uh, Can I pray for you right now? Father God, um, oh man, you know my heart for these students, and you know how much I went into student ministry in the first place because I've understood that so much of the hard part of life could be set right or set in a good direction early in life where these students are at. And so, Lord, right now, I pray that this wouldn't just be something that they listen to and even agree with or think about, but that they would actually take some steps to set themselves free. Father, I pray that they'd ask your help to do it. I'm sure it takes some courage and some strength to to head in this direction, but, Father, just give them all that. Allow them to do it so that this year could be a year that they follow you and do it with a full sin. I ask this in Jesus' name.